0: pull up a bar stool. Man, it's been a while. It has been a while. I'm out of, out of practice here. I even had to restart on the record because I forgot to pull up the bar stool. I can't do that. Um, but I'm going to get to where I've been and um, you know where this podcast is going here in a bit, as well as really want to talk about um, appealing to the lowest common denominator. And how I think that's a bad idea for your business. I'll give you examples, um, of what I think some people are doing, and um, the way I prefer to do it. And you can decide what's best for you. Before we get there, just a quick heads up. Um, we are in, looks like we're approaching the final week of September, and I have launched my new power editor course. So it's September 2014. Um, this is the second edition of my power editor course the first one really is what launched the the current phase i guess of my business to being all about more about products versus just free content and uh, so the new course bigger and better than ever the old course was just one course um i think there were like 43 lessons or something like that this one is actually three courses so you can buy any of the three or all each of them is twenty lessons, twenty written, video lessons, and uh, there's a, there's a, an assignment after each one. And it's honestly, if if you if you want to perfect and master Power Editor, this is for you. And really, the uh, bundle is probably best. And at this moment, because I've not completed uh, the second and third courses yet, because Facebook is on the verge, I keep hearing of these big changes that impact those two courses. I haven't released those two. So you can get those via prepay and the whole bundle via prepay for two ninety seven. Um when we're looking at one forty seven per course, it's pretty darn good. So to learn more, go to johnloomer.com slash PE course and uh, you can save 33% on that bundle. Pop a bottle. Let's do it. John here from JohnLumer.com and John Loomer Digital on Facebook. Here is another edition of the social media Pubcast where each week, really, I invite you to the virtual pub and we get drunk on social media. So today, I'm working on a little something here. It's morning time. I know it's crazy that I record these in the morning. So it's only fitting that I'd have an imperial Java stout, an ale with coffee beans. Sounds great, right? Yeah, it's alright right. I like the stouts I like coffee why, why, why don't we just Throw them all together In the same cup Right So uh, raise a glass Cheers Okay So before we get To the meat Of today's episode Where have I been Where have I been Man It's uh, It's been crazy It has been An interesting year You know It's It's funny it, You know I compare it To the previous years it's just completely different in all phases. So those who know me know that I've got three boys, which means lots and lots of baseball, which also means lots and lots of coaching baseball. And this year I was focusing my coaching um, on my middle son. So he had two teams. He's, uh, he was nine years old, league age nine. Anyone who knows baseball, it's a difference between your actual age and your league age. But league age nine, playing in the, the nine tens 10s league, uh, in the little league, and uh, the Giants were ridiculous and we dominated. And he um, also had a separate tournament team called the Creek Flash that he played in. and I coached both of those. So all said and done, it was something like 56 or 57 games I coached and he played. Um, but it was, it was, first of all, it was amazing, right? So the travel team did great. We won the caba State Tournament in our first year ever playing it. Um, but what was even more amazing was the Little League side of it so anyone who follows Little League Little League World Series which is so much fun Little League World Series is actually for 12 year olds okay so this was a little bit younger Um, but to get to Little League World Series at 12 you gotta win your district your state and your region to get there and so while the 10s they don't let you actually go to the Little League World Series they only let you get to state um for the first time ever in our Little League, we won, at this age level, we won district and state. And that was all while our game-changing all-world pitcher was hurt. It just, it was absolutely amazing. Um, it was really the the greatest summer in so many ways and busiest summer of my life. And the crazy thing about that is that it's not because, it wasn't busy because of work. I've, I worked less than, ever. Um, Luckily, my business, when you're your own boss, you can kind of determine your hours. But it also reached a point where I had some help and I didn't necessarily need to keep slaving away the way I was to to keep some steady growth. You know, granted, I'm sure I left all kinds of money on the table because I spent less time in my business. I could have been writing five days, days a week still. I could have been churning out products. I didn't during that time, but I'm doing this in the first place because I want to spend more time with my kids and be able to do this stuff. I don't want to be sleeping four hours a night. I want to be sleeping eight, which I know seems crazy for some entrepreneurs. But again, I think I also put in that time where I wasn't sleeping as much. Um, and, and I'm ready now where I'm going to actually enjoy my life. Okay. So that's really where I've been, so this is the baseball but've been so I've been focusing on the next phase of my business now that baseball's over, which pretty much takes up six months of the year, and like, I don't even do any public speaking or anything during that time. Um, now I'm focusing on the next phase, which is new products, so it's that power editor training course of, you know, I, obviously I talked about the at the front here um, but I've got twelve courses that are in the hopper um, but it's also a matter of prioritizing because. You know, when I opened up this year, I was like, I'm going to do more. I'm going to do a podcast every week and do more video and focus on that stuff. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, that stuff's great and I'm glad I did it. And I'll still, con- you know, it's good, good experience. I'll, I'll continue to do some of it and find the, the place for it. But there comes a point where um, you need to prioritize. And for me, spending the time on the podcast or recording videos didn't provide enough banning for the buck So I'd prioritize And the podcast ended up being one of those things to go Which, you know, it, it may be sad Because I, I have a lot of fun with the podcast But, yeah, you know, you have to do what you gotta do uh, That said, if you're subscribed to my podcast You still get the audio versions of my blog posts Which I'm doing once a week usually I mean, the blog posts I'm always doing once a week Usually doing an audio version So, still value there um but yeah so I'm 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 trying to do some public speaking now I'm I'm doing I did a content marketing world which is a different crowd for me and that was in Cleveland a- awesome event um but definitely different than when I did a social media marketing world on like these are my people right um and I will be doing social media marketing world again in uh, March so make sure you get your tickets uh to that um and I and I do have a business manager now I mean so much has changed where right? and he's Helping me, you know, find the right speaking engagements. Well, I don't want to be traveling all over the world constantly. Trying to find the right speaking engagements for me, um, as well as many other things. So, John Robinson is my man. He's a dude. Uh, John at j o h n at backupceo.com if you're interested in um, getting his help. But as far as what's next for the podcast, man, I, I don't know. I don't know. I. I think, uh, this is one of those things where it's, I'm in an in-between space, um, where I'm kind of playing, I'm not saying playing out the string, but I don't really know what's next. Um, and I'll decide that for 2015, you know, I'll put together goals for 2015, just kind of like a, how I did this year where I was entirely focused on the podcast, entirely focused on video. And then, you know, my priorities change, you know, that happens. So, um, I, Think there's still a place for the podcast. I really do, and whether it's still going to be this format, we'll see. So stay tuned. Uh, bottom line, though, business is evolving. It's it's completely different now than it was a year ago, two years ago. Much less focused on the content, whereas I used to write five to six times a week. Now I'm writing once a week. Uh, the focus is on product, so the training courses, that power editor course. I mean that give you an example of how I've evolved even in a year when it comes to the training course a year ago when I launched the first power editor course um, I did it without a whole lot of confidence and it was a $147 product which I was told over and over and over was way underpriced given how much content was in that and I released it on prepay at $73.50 which was crazy and so I got a lot of volume of sales, changed my business. Um, this time when I launched, again, I split up into three courses, much more f- focused on each lesson. And um, the th- what most people are buying is the bundle, the $297 bundle. So we're looking at four times the revenue of what I brought in last year. For my power editor course, because ninety-five percent of people who buy are buying the bundle. So, I, I think it, it's an important step in my business. At first, when I when I launched it, I'm like, "Where's the volume?" I was, but the reality is I'm making way more uh, per sale. So, I'm really excited about this next phase. Um, but I've got, like I said, I got like twelve courses in the hopper. They're going to cover because power. This power editor course isn't so much about strategy it's it's about understanding how to use it and it is thorough but there's definitely going to be a strategy course separate strategy course ads manager um s- series of courses it'll cover ad reports and um the uh, ins- uh audience insights It's a ton of, st- ton of stuff i can write about so i'm looking forward to it all um but yeah so the, the focus has shifted to the courses my Power Hitters Club, private membership, anyone who's a Power Hitters Club member out there, shout out to you, and still my one-on-ones. I mean, my one-on-ones I'm now doing once a week, um, I set aside a day, every Thursday, I block off that time, do a one-on-one, so completely different business today than it was, say, a year ago. So raise a glass of change. Cheers. All right, so today I want to talk about a little something that's been on my mind. And you know, it's almost. I've been a little exhausted by, and one of the changes I was really happy that Facebook made was um, punishing clickbait. Part of it's just because I don't do clickbait and I hate it and I, it's annoying. But I also think the people who use it, depending on your business, are misguided and you're going going for short-term gains. So. What you're doing is you're catering to the lowest common denominator when you do this stuff. Um, So I think, and and so I've kind of had to go through this whole evolution in my business as well. I did the same thing. And because I think that when you are early, young in your business, you're desperate and you obsess over um, the wrong metrics. And as a result, you can find yourself off course in a hurry and catering to the lowest common denominator rarely helps you build a sustainable business. So when you're obsessed with traffic for example you'll just create weak content content that doesn't lead to business. It doesn't appeal to your target audience. So let me give you a little history on how I did this and how I made these mistakes. I mean I could even give you links to some of these old 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 articles so when I started my my business, my website, it wasn't even a business. All I wanted was traffic, any traffic. I did not care about quality of traffic. So I wrote article and article and article about setting up your privacy settings on Facebook, because it was a big deal back then. People freaking out, thinking, um, you know, everyone's seeing all my stuff and blah blah blah. So like, I gotta step you through how to set up your privacy settings. That stuff did great also wrote articles about debunking Facebook hoax, hoaxes and myths. So you may recall, this is like three years ago, the hover over my name hoax where they said, um, if you hover over your name and uncheck comments and likes, I don't even remember, but it's supposed to protect you in some way. No one really knew how. It was just, again, it was appealing to the lowest common denominator, got a ton of traffic as a result. Another one was free advertising coupons. I would find free advertising coupons through various ways, and I would write a blog post about it. It would get a ton of traffic, and not surprisingly, but guess what type of people go to those links? Right, these things brought great "quote unquote" traffic, especially for a new site. But there's no resulting reven- revenue. I mean, look, you might minimal AdSense. I was by no means making a business off the AdSense revenue. And if I was selling products at that point, I highly doubt I'd be able to sell much of anything to these people who are coming there. Because these are the type, of, again, lowest common denominator in most cases. They're not people investing in advertising or investing in something where they're going to buy a product. Um, they are just easy, easily freaked out. <laughs> and people who, um, you know, these dramatic headlines appeal to them and they click and, you know. And the comments were just a mess. Ugh. So anyway, let's talk about then the lowest common denominator in Facebook marketing. Because this is something that's really been bothering me. And you may have noticed that I haven't even been writing about certain topics when it's, again, quote unquote, breaking news. Because I just don't think it's a big deal to people who are my target audience. All right, We've, again, people are obsessed with reach. I am tired of talking about reach. If you're obsessed with reach, you're not following the ball. You all aren't. You're always chasing an algorithm and you're angry about uh, every algorithmic change. And there are people who appeal to that, that anger and that confusion and that frustration. Um, the The other people I see as being the lowest common denominator in Facebook marketing is those who just boost posts. They spend very little time or money trying to take advantage of the tool. And guess what happens when it doesn't work? They blame Facebook. So that's my definition of the lowest common denominator in Facebook marketing. They're obsessed with reach. They chase an algorithm They boost posts. They blame Facebook for everything. But when stuff doesn't work, instead of taking any type of responsibility for their success. So how are people, how are blogs and websites and businesses appealing to the lowest common denominator in Facebook marketing? They're writing these dramatic headlines about dwindling reach, about how reach is going to disappear. And it's just, just, again, missing the ball. First of all, I'm not seeing this, but that doesn't even that's that's besides the point. We focus on the wrong stuff when we talk about reach. We don't talk about what our reach is with Twitter, and Google Plus, and everything else. Um, but the other thing is, you shouldn't be thinking about what your reach is on a post by post basis. It doesn't matter. All right, I've got a a passion page that I created. I don't want to tell you what it is at this point. I don't want people flocking to it who are not doing a passion for it. But the reach for it. For an individual post, um, organic post, I'm seeing anywhere from five to eight thousand people, and there are about sixteen, fifteen, or sixteen thousand fans. Um, that's about thirty-three percent. That said, that percentage, but yeah, you know, the percentage doesn't mean anything. But that number could seem small, the number, bare number, but the number of comments, likes, shares through the roof. To the point where I don't even believe that reach number anyway. I just all I care about is, is am I getting the engagement out what, what is my goal with the post? It's not the reach, it's the other stuff, man. So, um, appealing to the lowest common denominator of Facebook, Martin, you write dramatic headlines about the dwindling reach. Um, again, t- telling half the story because you know that if you if you tell the full story, it's less interesting. Tell the full story that this isn't impacting everybody that your reach is terrible everywhere else outside of Facebook that this doesn't just impact brands it impacts users that this helps the user experience if there are fewer boring brand posts in the news feed that you're actually reaching many more people than you think you are it's not just on a post by post basis but a daily or weekly basis if you tell that whole story it's boring right Um, so anyway you write those posts about dwindling reach about the latest algorithmic change I got to tell you, I didn't write about the latest change because it it's, it's, doesn't mean anything. And I, like I've seen like these big, ridiculous, dramatic headlines about about it. And like I even had someone in the press reach out to me wanting my comments on it. I guarantee they didn't even use my comments because they're boring. The, the latest change was that Facebook um, basically listened to the feedback from users. Wow. Novel concept. They do this all the time. And a lot of times it impacts brands, by the way, because... Users don't like seeing brand crap all the time. Period. But anyway, um, I'm kind of off, that's off subject. But I listen to users, and you know, there's a lot of complaints about old, old, old content being surfaced to the top too easily, right? And then being outdated. So um, basically, Facebook was just changing the weight of content of you know engagement. Um, in real time, right? So for example, like if I, there's this old, old, old post, one person commented on it, I'm, I'm today, I might see it at the top of my newsfeed. Whereas that was in the past, whereas now it might be more, less likely that to happen unless there are a whole bunch of people who start commenting on it. Right. So it's putting more weight on the, so for example, let's say that post had 200 engagements, um, six months ago and then so and today there was that one engagement so Facebook is putting more weight on that engagement today whereas in the past they would have put it been putting more you know probably treating it equally I assume so they see there's this post that got a ton of engagement and someone else just engaged today so it's still important they throw it to the top all right it's just no it just makes sense um but it's not a big deal it's not like, here's how you can take advantage of this, brands. No. <laughs> no. So anyway, uh, but I've seen some blog posts already that try to make this into a big deal. It's not. It doesn't really mean anything. It's just help it again, improve the user experience. It's not going to hurt brands. It's not necessarily going to help brands. It just is. All right. And then um, the other dramatic headlines about how ads, Facebook ads don't work. You know why that stuff works or why these headlines work is because... It validates the lowest common denominator's complaints that stuff doesn't work even though they didn't put in the effort. And then they can point and say, ha ha, I told you, it wasn't my fault, it's Facebook's fault. Lowest common denominator. So these articles get traffic. I guarantee they get a ton of traffic. They get more traffic than I do. But is it the right traffic? What are they doing with that traffic? Nothing. I can't even imagine what you're doing with that traffic. You're, you're attracting the wrong people to your site who I don't know what product you're selling in that case if you're attracting someone who doesn't want to take responsibility for their own actions, I was looking to blame Facebook for everything. I guess what you're gonna create is like a intro 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 product of you know how to beat the system and all that garbage uh, so in that case you might make some money but again these people usually don't want to spend money so good luck with that approach all right um, all right so that's a that's how. I've seen some appealing to the lowest common denominator in Facebook marketing. I need a quick drink. Cheers. Okay, so my approach. I want to give you an idea of my approach. Again, i made lots of mistakes in in my first year, especially of, of my website. I also don't want to act like what I'm doing is the only way or the right way. But I will say this. I get... 400,000 page views per month for my website and which is more than I made a year ago even though I'm not writing very much and revenue is at an all time high far higher than it was a year ago I've, I now have I think 8 people on my payroll and I can barely keep up with the growth there's so many things I can do and the reason for this is because I got away from appealing to the lowest common denominator. I started appealing to the people who matter. The people who actually lead to business. Alright? So my approach is, I assume, when I write something, I assume you have some knowledge of the tool. and you're investing time and money into making it work. I mean, it These things seem so logical. And common sense. But... I think, again, we keep chasing um, the quick win, the quick traffic, quick hit without thinking about, well, is that person not going to lead to anything later, right? So I assume you know something and you actually are investing time in this tool in the first place. I do not care about those who refuse to advertise. I don't try to convert them. That's not, look, maybe part of it is because that's not my strength. I'm not a salesperson. That's one reason why... When I do public speaking engagement, I don't want to speak with, in front of people who are all skeptical about Facebook ads. I'm not there to sell it. I'm there to um, help you if you're if you're already sold on it and you're using it and you just need help making it better. So I'm not trying to convert you. I'm going after a very small group of people. Um, I say small, but they're, they're, they're reasonably big though, but it's a small chunk of the pie who already get it. And um, they just want to get to the next level. So I now spend very little time or energy worrying or writing about the algorithm or about reach. I, re- I, used, uh, you know, I wrote about reach in the past. It wasn't even all that long ago. But I'm tired of it. We've been there. I've talked about it. It's enough. Either you get it or you don't at this point. Um, those who are obsessed with it are usually those who don't trust Facebook. And they think Facebook's out to screw you. That is not my target audience not so I, re- I write content that appeals to my target audience such content will not appeal to a lowest common denominator if I insist it works if I insist it put in the time and the money if I insist the reach doesn't really matter if I don't talk about how you can get around the algorithm and manipulate it those people are like dude what's up I, I don't care about them Take some responsibility. Put in the work. Clickbait does little for my business. I need returning loyal visitors. So there isn't even a time. Look, I, we've all experimented with everything. Building a website, building traffic, building business. And um, I remember one that like the keywords that are best for a headline to get clicks. So I even did like I think it was the, uh, the secret process to increasing page likes. A little stupid headline. Gets a ton of traffic still. But that kind of stuff probably still brings in the wrong group of people. I learned my lesson. But in the long run now, my content is not exciting. You might even call it boring. But it helps my target audience. My target audience is probably like me. And they're put off by all the obsession with the wrong stuff. Result? sales and opt-ins are at a higher rate than ever before because I write content for one very small segment of people and I don't care about the rest. So it's quality over quantity. Again, my approach isn't necessarily right. You may have a volume business that earns more, more for traffic regardless of who those people are, right? I mean, I think about the evolution of Mashable and (laughs) <laughs> As a one time loyal reader It makes me sad I mean that site was once for the tech savvy They now appeal to the lowest common denominator Presumably bringing in more traffic You know That appeals to, to sponsors and advertisers But I can't even read that site anymore It's crap It really is um, But In all likelihood They profit because They're in a volume business if, if your business is anywhere like mine where quantity is important I, or excuse the quality is important I guarantee quality just isn't that important to Mashable I was reading the comments on a post from Mashable the other day and it made me want to bang my head against the wall like who are these people because it used to be that I'd read comments on Mashable and like these people are similar to me and they're crazies they're crazies um so, but you have to determine what your business is and, um, you know, and I'm sorry, I, I kind of sigh and think to myself before I say this, cause I don't want to say something that, um, I'll regret, but it, 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 I think you, you want to have a pure approach. It's a pure approach to helping people and to helping your target customer. And um, the minute that you get distracted by like, how can I just really deceive? It's all about deceiving. How can I get more clicks? How can I, you know, how can I get, how can I scare people? Because there's a lot of scare tactics and headlines and a lot of half-truths told in articles trying to get more traffic. That's your approach. You know, it's fine for short-term gain. But I want loyal, long-term, returning customers. Returning visitors. People who opt in. want to read my stuff over and over. People who trust me. Because if you want trust, I mean, sometimes vanilla is best. Right? I, mean, I know we want all the toppings. And we want something, ooh, that looks delicious. <laughs> but sometimes that title that tells you what you're going to get is best and tells you all sides of the story when it comes to um, building a loyal audience people who trust you people who are going to buy from you in my opinion that really works I'm not trying to create some I'm I'm, not, I'm thinking about quota and traffic where I'm like i got to get a certain num- number of hits so this title has got to be crazy I've got to write about reach Facebook screwing you again so I can draw more people in. Just help. That's all you got to do. Just help. So I hope that helps you today. I mean, again, this is... I don't have this whole process mastered by any means. I'm figuring out my business. But you know, I, I see others in different stages of, of their businesses. And whether they're building a Facebook audience or they're building a website or whatever it is, and I think they're listening to the wrong people. Or they're assuming that one way is the accepted way, and they're not following their conscience. Um, that's really what you got to do. And when I look back on the growth of my, my business and my website, I, I sometimes wonder, because I read a lot and I can see in, in really the approaches I took, this, the uh, experiments I, I participated in, some that I, I regret now, um, it's because I read too much and I listened to others. And I guess example right now is you don't need to listen to me. But bottom line is these, mostly, most of the stuff you're reading, they, they don't necessarily know what they're talking about either. So experiment, experiment a lot, trust your gut, hopefully you have a strong ethical foundation because honestly, that is your best tool. That will lead the way. And if, if you have a strong ethical foundation, stuff like algorithm changes means nothing. You don't care. You're just trying to provide the best quality content that's going to appeal to your target audience. And if you're succeeding with that, Facebook's not going to screw you, all right? That's, that's my soapbox for the day. Asshole. I've called the bartender, asked for our tab. Our bartender doesn't even know who I am anymore. It's been so long since we've been to this bar. But um, usually he gives us a deal, gives me a deal, because I'm here all the time and I'm a regular. Actually, I don't even know who this bartender is. They've hired and fired probably since last time we had, we've been here. So, But I'll take care of you. I'll take care of you. you, you make sure you get me next time, okay? Um, So before we go, just a quick reminder, that power hitter course, baby, go to johnloomer.com slash PE course. And by the way, if you're a member of the power hitters club, go to your members area. You've got a special deal. Okay. So don't go to johnloomer.com slash PE course. If you're a power hitters club member, you've got a special deal. It's either 10% off or 30% off depending on your level of membership. So I guess that's uh, one more reason if, if you're not a member of the Power Hitters Club, get involved in that too. But one one link at a time, man. One sale at a time. JohnLewer.com slash PE course. So thanks again for joining me, for sticking around. Yeah, we'll see what we do with this. We may be back again next week. Until next time, do awesome things. I'm out.